Friday morning, rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network, the 23rd of February. Uh, Senator Susan McDonald joins us this morning, and uh, we have so much that is not right in this country. Yesterday I spoke with Mark Davey. We've looked and highlighted just the troubles and the plight of what is going on with this absolute ridiculous laws that are taking place and the advice um, around the carbon footprint and eating different types of protein sources. Senator, good morning. Thank you so much. Charlie Peel wrote an amazing article in The Australian earlier this week. Uh, Concerned is an understatement. Um, No doubt you would be in a lot of ways not surprised but very alarmed. Uh, Good morning to you, Ben. And alarmed doesn't really even start to cover it. This is uh, just the most ridiculous, Big Brother 1984 kind of policy, when we start talking about human food consumption, what is nutritionally appropriate, what is best grown, uh, particularly in Australia where we've got uh, big rangelands and you know smaller areas of intensive cropping along the coast. Uh, but when you start trying to overlay this environmentally uh, environmental so- social good, the ESG principles on the food that we eat, It is a man-made determination. It's a measurement that has got nothing to do with what is good for us as humans to eat, something that we have uh, developed over, you know, hundreds of thousands of years to to be uh, best designed to operate on. And yet now we're going to have somebody who has got no idea about the challenges of farming, about the, the genuine nutritional aspect of food, are starting to set the dietary guidelines based on something that's got nothing to do with diet. Why would they do so, this? Why Why uh, have they gone down? Is this all the grand plan? Then it is uh, something that we've seen snippets of over the years. It, you know, this sort of food, fashion in food. You know, eggs are good, butter's bad, uh, meat's bad. You know, th- things come in and out of fashion, but it has nothing to do with what is actually good for you. And I think that uh, there is too much rhetoric, particularly around a climate that is creeping into, we know it's in education, uh, you know, to now see it in dietary guidelines, will we see it in health? We know we're seeing it in the cost of the motor vehicles that we want to buy. Uh, What about the houses we live in? You know, we are starting to design ourselves around a political setting, an environmental setting that actually has very little to do with what's good for humans and a whole lot to do with what's good for people who sit in high-rise offices very disconnected from the earth, people, and what's good yeah. for us. I think it's dangerous, and uh, you'll hear a lot from uh, from me and other members of the National Party and the Coalition about we have to push back on, on crazy policy settings before it is too late. We make decisions uh, on where we can farm, uh, you know, you know, Victoria started it. No surprise, no surprise. We've now got council, uh, councils making decisions Gee on whiz. where you can farm, where you could graze. Yeah, it's it's absolute madness, Ben, and we should protect against with all of our might and power. Yeah, I'm concerned as much as you, and I couldn't get over it. I still can't get over it. I I, I cannot believe that that's where we are. The taxes keep on going up, and it's all about this carbon footprint. They're hell bent on it. Um, we all, a lot of us drive Toyotas. I think the the figure, um, the cost of cars will go up thirteen thousand five hundred for a extra on a Toyota Land Cruiser alone. 
This is just ridiculous. Um, we're, well, we're, you, you can't pay for the privilege of driving a car that you need for the, your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just ridiculous. Well, once again, this is a complete lack of understanding of what it's like to live at work, particularly in regional Australia, but also even if you're living in a city and you want the choice, you want to be able to choose if you're going to drive a Toyota Corolla or an electric vehicle. Uh, you might want a hybrid. You might want a whole lot of uh, for, for various reasons and you will no longer have the choice if the government goes down this fuel emission standards because the big car manufacturers, uh, when they're deciding about when to, where to send cars in the world, Australia is a very small market. And so it will be very easy for them to, to look at the government's directions and say, oh, God, okay, well, if I, if I can't balance out selling this car with that car, I'm only going to send the end of the line, small, a bit of the range uh, that will suit the Australian market because right-hand drive cars are not in the big majority in the rest of the world. They design left-hand cars and they design them for markets that don't have the fuel emission requirements, Ben. So, again, I don't know. The Albanese government came in only a bit over 18 months ago. Shiny and new, we're going to fix the world, but, you know, you can trust us. We're safe hands. But the way that they have waded through these ideological positions with... uh, certainly no input from from industry, from consumers, from taxpayers. And at every turn, Ben, they are making decisions. They're coming to forks in the road. Do we go left or right? They're going left every time. They're making decisions that are bad for Australians. Bad for Australians. Why are they hell-bent? What is this? Is it because they cut the deal with the Greens? And the Greens have showed even this week um, with some of the laws that they're they're trying to push through how out of touch they are. Do you think it's because of the fact that they did cut this deal that it's got to this state? Uh, Certainly the Greens are a big influence. They need to get the Greens numbers to put things through the Senate. Uh, But they've got people like David Pocock, you know, inner city Canberra, that's absolutely the last of the true bubbles where uh, people have very little contact with the real world anymore, I'm afraid to say. But there are so many Labor members of Parliament now. You know, this is not the Labor Party of old that used to talk about workers and, uh, and, and regional places. This is a group of people that has come up through the union movement, through uh, law school. Uh, they have never run a business. I think I've talked to you before about the lack of experience in running a small business, even working in a small business. Uh, these are people who are just out of touch, out of touch with what it's like to work casually as a second job in a family, struggling to make ends meet. I mean, Australians' standard of living has fallen again this year by about 7%. So if people are wondering whether or not they feel like they're better or worse off since Albanese and his team came to power, well, they're feeling worse off. It's not just everything's more expensive. Uh, It is true. They are struggling to make ends meet. And it is because of this layering of policy <clears throat> from the government that are that are not good for us. They're increasing the cost of food, of fuel, of electricity. Uh, in, in fact, pretty well anything that you go to buy at the moment costs more. Uh, and, you know, our, our standard of living, way of life, cannot hold up 
to, to the implementation of these policies. And the IR will be the next one. This, this is incredibly serious, Ben, and I, I need people to start thinking about... Yeah, it's really choice. serious. It really is. Yeah. Choice is so important. The nickel crisis, can we talk about that? I, I hate having three really disappointing things, but that's an issue as well. It is because we've been thinking about how do we expand our footprint from being Australia, the producer of great agricultural products and great uh, mining uh, you know, ore bodies, how do we move from taking things and sending them overseas in their raw product? How do we do more value add down the food chain so that we get benefit of that here too? The higher value for the product, more jobs. And so in the mining sector, nickel uh, and lithium are the ones that really spring to mind. We've um, also got a copper refineries, aluminium, but nickel was the, the big in-demand product that we were really thinking we would be able to mine nickel uh, and then process it and send it offshore for you know use in all sorts of, uh, of products internationally. Uh, unfortunately, and, I, and I've been talking about this, you, you'll remember for the last 18 months, that at every turn we have had the government make choices around uh, policies and intervening into uh, markets, so whether it be electricity prices, whether it be the safeguards mechanism and it's tax on emissions, we have step after step had interventions into uh, the gas market that have meant that the cost of production in Australia has gone up by 30% in the last couple of years. Now, 30% is not sustainable when nickel prices have fallen. Now, nickel prices are not that bad, but Australia is just becoming uncompetitive. That means that there will be three to 4,000 direct jobs, people who are on an average of $155,000 a year, those direct jobs, and then the, the flow-on, the more indirect jobs, 10,000 jobs across the wow. nickel industry, that will go. That yeah. will go because this government has not understood that when you friction process, Australian workforce loses out. Yeah. And every small business that supplies tyres and gear and um, contracts to mine, they lose out. You know, so we have been, uh, for the last 12 months, I've been saying to the resource minister, you've got to put nickel on the critical minerals list. You've got to give them access to the critical minerals fund. Yeah. We've got to start developing some serious partnerships with Japan and America that we're a priority supplier. None of that has happened. Now they're rushing around like headless chickens trying to figure out what to do about nickel. Very concerned that the, the ship has sailed. And nickel oh. is is just the canary in the coal mine because how do we establish other value-add industries when those industries will look at what's happened to nickel and go, oh, I'm just not sure that Australia is the place we want to be. Well, that's what they're doing. So, that is what they're yeah. doing. Susan, I appreciate your time. The, the three really big hot topics, and thank you so much for giving us some time this morning on Friday morning. We really appreciate it. We'll talk again shortly. And, and Ben, good luck to all the players who are going off to the States this weekend. They will do Australia proud and promote rugby league into, into that big American market. Good on you. Yep, it's going to be a good couple of weeks. I appreciate it. Good on you. Um, this is Rural Queensland today. Georgie Somerset joins us next.